On this episode of DC On Screen, Jason Momoa is excited, and no. so are we. <laughs> He's really excited. Such a subtle guy. Right after this. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 528. I'm your host, Dave. David C. Robertson, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Mm-hmm. This, the man who tattooed his entire body with the exact color of his skin, Jason Goss. Hi. <laughs> It was what? it was pointless. It was painful and expensive. Expensive, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very expensive. <laughs> but I, I regret nothing. Looking back, it was an experience. Yeah. Now, Something when I sunburn, I don't actually show it. I just have like uh, the intense fiery pain on the entirety of my skin. And you're like, what's wrong? And then you, you you can't see anything. And at least this way, you don't have to worry about it fading as you get older. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I must, I must like look like I have neuropathy for a lot of people though. Just inexplicable nerve pain. Mm-hmm. Oh man! About that tattoo so, artist, a swimming pool. <laughs> and he spent it all on coke. Right, probably. Instead of the swimming pool. Right. No control once it leaves your hands, man. Well, you know, you do what you can. Yeah. So, um, shall we get into it? Mm-hmm. All right. So first up. We got Aquaman numbers. We got an Aquaman numbers update. Mm-hmm. Three hundred twenty-eight, uh, three hundred twenty-eight million nine hundred ninety-six thousand for uh, domestic. Not bad at all. Worldwide though, mm-hmm. one billion one hundred twenty-one million four hundred ninety-six thousand two hundred twenty-two. So my my, doing well. My my, it's beaten Deadpool Deadpool two at the uh, all-time domestic box office uh, list. It's beaten Suicide Squad domestically. Wow, it's impressive. All for a man who talks to fish. Yeah. Yep. That's quite something. It is. By the way, it'll also be uh, it'll be landing on digital platforms March 5th, and then it's going to hit DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K on March 26th, and you mm-hmm. can already pre-order it. Of course. Now, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of boycotts, because I, I feel like they, the, the word gets thrown around too much right now. And, mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm doing a personal... I'm not doing the digitals at any point anymore. I think that's the thing I'm doing. Oh, no, I don't do that. I mean, I was trying it for a second, and, and I just, I I wouldn't get anything out of it. Mm-hmm. No, no bueno for me. I hear you. Kind of wish they'd stop with that crap, but okay. Well, Fine. you know, when they put it on a Blu-ray, it'll be like, Blu-ray plus digital, so. No, no, I know. I know. It, 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 it's a weird phenomenon that I wish would stop, but in any case. I do, too. Aquaman, great movie, killing it. Deserves all it's getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And the rap is reporting that um, David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick has signed on to write the script for the sequel. He co-wrote the uh, the first movie with Will Beale. Oh, okay. good, 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 good. So yeah. Now this was weird. I a lot of people someone with like six names, but I did. Yeah, I know. Right? I did. I for sure did. <laughs> this caught a lot of people off guard, including myself. But it makes total sense. Um, they are developing. That's the key word. That's the operative word here. Mm-hmm. Developing. An Aquaman spinoff called The Trench. I heard some some rumblings of that. Yeah, little hubbub, mm-hmm. little fall to roll, a little bit, uh, little so, uh, yeah. ballyhoo, hullabaloo, whatever. <laughs> so Warner Brothers has hired uh, Noah Gardner and Aiden Fitzgerald mm-hmm. to write what they're what is being referred to as a horror tinged script centered on the Trench, who were the amphibious creatures in the. Uh, in that one fantastic sequence in Aquaman. Not that they only had one fantastic sequence in Aquaman, but it was a fantastic sequence and very memorable. Um, yeah, it really was a series of fantastic sequences. It really was. It's a cinematic masterpiece, man. Yeah, and they're saying... <laughs> like it's it's so hard to believe that that movie looked that good, but damn, man. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, yeah, that that was a particularly good scene. Oh, it was so eye-catching in the trailer, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, Absolutely. Good ones. Just great one shot. Yeah, and they're saying that this is uh, going to be very modestly budgeted. Okay. So uh, James Wan and Peter Safran are producing it, and um, there has been some speculation, I'll say, that um, they will they might be using a script they previously wrote that was a submarine thriller. Mm. But we don't have confirmation on that. We don't know. Um, it would be a lot of people are if they adapt it well. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. No. Um, a lot of people are being dick holes about it, though. I mean, <laughs> as you would imagine, nobody wants this. I don't, I'm not gonna say, like I said on Twitter, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna say I want it, but I'm open to it. It might be great. Who knows? I, I'm not turning it down. I'm uh, no. no, really not. Um, so Scott Mendelson on Twitter wrote the alleged, the trench Aquaman spinoff is essentially applying the conjuring universe model to DC films brand. So you liked this killer doll in that one scene or that scary nun in the other scene, enjoy a whole movie about that killer doll or another movie with that evil nun. And James Wan responded during the early stages of production. I fell in love with the trench and its designs and secretly hoped to explore this world further slash more. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not confirming or denying the project. Winky face. <laughs> All right, two things. One, uh, is that supposed to be a catty comment? Because if so, screw that guy. Oh, Mendelssohn's notorious for that. Of course. All right, so just making sure before I uh, I was mad at him. But yeah, screw that guy. Like, Yeah, be mad at him. Who cares? He, <laughs> Whatever, man. I, like, th- This has worked before. All right. Here's one of my favorite little backstories about the uh, the CW verse is um, you know Berlanti made Arrow and that went over well and a couple years mm-hmm. in he was like he he told one of his producers I forget who it was on Fat Man on Batman he told somebody like I can do it now we have the leverage we need mm-hmm. he said, what do you mean we're gonna make the Flash that was apparently something <laughs> he wanted to do the entire time yeah he had designs on it the just going from day one and just well sure had to make something had to make a proof concept that worked that everybody was into and. Then he was able to sell the other stuff he really wanted to get. Now he's got, he's literally set records for being like in charge of the most, or producer on the most series ongoing at one time, I think is the title he has. Mm-hmm. 
literally set the record in the history of Hollywood. And yeah. most of them are really friggin' good shows. Yeah, yeah. Surprising. But now yeah. look, the uh the Hollywood reporter's Richard Newby wrote an article called The Potential of an Aquaman Cinematic Universe, and I'll provide a link in the uh, show notes. And uh, just a couple of the bits that I I really want to talk about here that he wrote. He says, With an immediacy only legions of comic book fans can muster, many balked at the idea of the trench and questioned the purpose of such a film when so many other superheroes lie in wait. As much as we'd all love to see Henry Cavill redon the cape in a new Superman movie, a modestly budgeted DC horror film isn't stealing that spot. It's expanding universe and making good on the potential of Aquaman. The film's marketing suggested an epic fantasy that could stand alongside the likes of Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and Lord of the Rings. That's exactly what we got. So it stands to reason that the world of Aquaman, Atlantis, and the seas beyond would get this kind of fantasy exploration. As a concept, the trench are certainly worthy of the attention. James Wan uh, retweeted that article and said, Thank you. What I do in my little corner does not affect other projects from getting made. Aquaman has always or was always about building a bigger, unique world within itself. There are many adventures within the seven seas. Parentheses. Now, I'm not saying this is actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying there's plenty of runway. Mm-hmm. Plenty. It, it's and it's not a zero sum game. It's not like Warner Brothers has X amount of people and they're they're not going to hire anybody else. If there's money in it, they'll hire people. Mm-hmm. Period. I I talked to a guy today that. Uh, <laughs> Said he'll he will buy a, like a thirty five thousand dollars piece of equipment if he's gonna make a dollar because he's gonna make a dollar who cares make I make thirty five thousand and one I do that a bunch of times I'll make I'll make money period mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes I'll make a dollar sometimes I make a hundred thousand who cares eventually it'll average out and it's like oh, I have nothing to say for that philosophy that sounds great and you're making tons of money whatever all right made sense to me all right so today on Instagram Jason Momoa posted an interesting video. He is, he literally just pulls, he's like, he's like, this is so cool. I'm just pulling right up in front of Warner Brothers, like just main offices pulling up. He's wearing his Hawaiian shirt that he's wearing for good luck. He says, he goes in. Then when he's coming out, he is like running down the hallways, yelling, excited, yeeehawing, yang, yeah, (laughs) doing that. Uh, They shouldn't have given him coffee during the meeting. Yeah, runs down the stairs and says, you have no idea what's coming. Mm. He is very excited. It made me very excited. Yeah, he's got that kind of charisma, doesn't he? Yeah, and as you're le- as he's leaving, you can see like producers and, and even a quick shot of Hamada walking by and like, grinning with like ear to ear, like, <laughs> all right, y'all told him, huh? All right, cool. Just Hamada kind of going, mm. that's my spirit animal right there, Momoa. <laughs> so i don't know what it would be i you know my hope is you know justice league 2 in a flashpoint movie yeah that's always going to be my hope i know it could be many things it, it could it absolutely it could. could just be the version of aquaman 2 that he wanted to see it it could be a lot of things but it's good to see somebody like hanging out with the executives and being really excited right now because we've been super mm-hmm. super annoyed with them for a while yeah but oh, it may, be, as he's it may be a turning point as he's like running down the hallway, he screams. I think. Uh, I think he says, uh, "I love you, Warner Brothers," or something like that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, it was pretty great. I, I I think they're on a good path right now, and I I have a lot of hope for the future. It's just it's not, it's not what we've been screaming for for a minute here. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so over to Shazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has an official PG-13 rating. Good. So there's that. It's going to make it some money. Good. Um, there's been a lot of rumors popping around. There are some test screenings. Mm-hmm. Um, have you caught up in it? you know anything about that? Not at all. Okay. Heard a lot of Shazam so, rumors, but not test screenings. I'm not going to get terribly into it because it is heavily spoilery. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will I will talk about this. Uh, Mark Hughes over at Forbes put out a uh, an editorial and uh, just kind of talking about the state of, of uh, Warner Brothers in the DC Universe. And he brings up this point. He says, uh, <laughs> nor should, this is a segment, so there was more to it, but he says, nor should we forget that Henry Cavill, who contrary to recent rumors is not on the verge of making another Superman picture and did not film a secret cameo for Shazam. That's the one he I've heard that. the most hubbub about. Mm-hmm. So he says that, mm-hmm. and he says, for what it's worth, my understanding is that the rumors of Superman being actively shopped around are exaggerations, like most rumors floating around right now. He says, it seems the reports about James Gunn being quote-unquote offered Superman were misunderstood by a lot of folks, and that Superman is one of many characters technically quote-unquote on the table for filmmakers to pick from when they are negotiating with Warner about potential projects. If a filmmaker actively chose Superman and made a pitch the studio liked, then of course that would be a different situation. But it's not accurate to portray it as if the studio are actively shopping around a Superman project to try and get a director attached. And I, yeah, I would agree with that. I just my whole my point last week still stands. They are interested in making a Superman movie. They are not saying we're not making a Superman movie for now. Yeah, they they are saying if someone has an idea, let's do it. I don't remember exactly. I think that's I don't know. Maybe I, I think that's what we said. Maybe we. I get the distinction he's trying to make. It's subtle, but I get it. Like just because mm-hmm. something is a, an available property doesn't mean that they're actively asking people hey how do you feel about making this movie right and you know what i saw mark say and if, if someone point out if i'm wrong please uh, it seemed like the only like because a lot of headlines are coming out saying uh-huh. superman is shelved for supergirl according to mark hughes yeah so much of those from yeah and that, that we've heard that before it's coming back around what i'm seeing from mark and again correct me if i'm wrong what i'm seeing from mark says supergirl is further along in development and that's it like <laughs> which still doesn't mean it's being made. It's just in development, just like The Trench, just like all these other movies that we talk about and don't hear anything else about. Right. There's some 20-plus movies in development from Warner Brothers in this universe mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, and um, I think it was the last episode of uh, Suicide Squad cast, Tim meticulously like names every project that we've reported on. Yeah. Like the podcast community has been reporting on yeah. that it was in development in the last few years and just hasn't we haven't heard shit about since. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, yeah I, in, in development, like being further in development, could mean uh, we have three actors attached and they have two. Uh, mm-hmm. We have uh, we've got a treatment from this guy and we've actually got a full script from this other person that we're not going to use, but we we have the full script. Or mm-hmm. um, this guy's just on the one page, and this, this other guy's uh, on treatment. I mean, it could be anywhere in there. Yeah. Or there's actual but papers yeah, I, attached to this guy. I, I think the studio knows that that we want Cavill back. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that's out there now. Whether it matters, we'll see. But I think that's mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if he actually shot anything for Shazam 
or if they're not gonna, you know, it'll if if he did, whether or not it shows up will have to do with contract negotiations, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. And sometimes great things can be made out of you know bad restrictions. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. It's I would say go into Sh- look forward to Shazam. Don't go for a cameo. Go in expecting no cameo at all. And if it happens, well, hell yeah. If I, it doesn't, okay. I had people ask me about it. Um, people had seen the rumor, asked me about it, and mm-hmm. I pretty much told them, look, 10 to 15% chance. That, I mean, yeah. based on where this rumor is and, and it not being it being a little too early for... They wouldn't give that away. It, we don't know anything else other than... The, it, it's all rumor and sources. 10 to 15. Don't, don't go in there expecting it. Yeah. Go in there because in that expecting... shot of Billy Batson walking off the jumping off the roof and yeah. crying Shazam is amazing. Yes. Go in expecting a good Shazam movie. Don't go in, you know, expecting the Man of Steel sequel you're, you know, you've been hoping for. No. Even, Not even, even if Cavill was in it. Even if Cavill was in it. You're you're going to see him for like a minute. Who cares? It could be It'd seconds. be great to see him. Yeah, it could be seconds. That's not the reason to go see a Shazam movie. And this movie's goofy too. Like, do you remember do you remember them joking about how there was going to be a Hugh Jackman cameo in Deadpool? <laughs> uh-huh. And it's just a People magazine cutout of Hugh Jackman stapled to his face. Mm-hmm. Which was fantastic. It was great. Um, it could be that, man. It could be something like that. And do not put it past uh, Sandberg. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, we don't know. We know that there, Superman exists in the universe. We know that, you know, it's not going to be a fourth wall, fourth wall situation. But just go in looking. Just don't expect it. Don't expect anything. No. Just go in and in, in hopes of enjoying a Shazam film. Please. Either way, it doesn't mean anything is dead, including that universe. Yeah, but it 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 looks delightful. I'm not. It does. I'm not, I, I really don't feel like I'm going to leave disappointed with this film. I don't think I will. It looks like a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Mark Forbes seems to uh, think that, uh, according to his article, also that the Jared Leto Joker and Harley Quinn Joker team up movie, whatever, is not going to be happening. It has been pretty much shelved. Just fine. Don't disagree. I'm fine with that. I feel like if that was a movie that was going to happen, it should have happened between Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. I the the idea of a Joker and Harley Quinn movie. Um, mm-hmm. And you can, if you want to just hold out hope, you can kind of say, well, the Joker didn't go over great, but but Margot did. Uh, Jared didn't go over great, but Margot went over great. Uh, once we get this this next installment out there with her in it let's see how well she does and then if that goes over really well we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see how how, how they go together uh, it, maybe who knows mm-hmm. but yeah that thing's been stalled out for like two years screw that I, no faith in that one actually coming to fruition yeah all right we're gonna jump over to television the old mm-hmm. telly uh so this is sad i don't like this we got this covered as saying that uh the los carlos valdez is uh, looking to move on to new pastures. Yeah. And uh, is apparently going to be leaving as a regular after season five of The Flash. Yeah. I had a feeling. It has, It is not. They even say it's not 100% confirmed. No. But, but they're pretty confident in their in their intel. You've been watching the show this season. I had a feeling. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. There's definitely a vibe there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and I'm going to need you to pinch yourself very hard somewhere. Possibly, possibly a very sensitive area. <laughs> I 
already was. Good job. Are you caught up on Arrow? Mm, not this week. Mm. Well, then we'll skip that news. <laughs> I'm one behind. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't had time. All right. So here's the thing. Uh-huh. You've already seen Connor Hawk in Arrow. Mm-hmm. If you're only a week behind. Right. This is the same guy who played him in Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. In, the, in their, uh, what was it, 2049, 2046 episode? I think it's 2046. Yeah. Um, he's coming on board as a recurring cast member. Aha. Uh-huh. Now, what's interesting is the news reports, the way they say, they, they talk about him, the, the way they describe him. In the official release, it says, John Diggle's adopted son and friend of Mia, who is hiding more secrets than it appears. Mm-hmm. So, in Legends, he said he was John Diggle Jr., right? Right. So, I'm, I'm thinking Crisis is going to undo something. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, didn't... He had a son in that in that crossover. Or, no, in that Legends episode. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of a crossover. Had a short bit. He had a son there. Yeah. And then, uh-huh. after they came back from Flashpoint, he had a daughter. No, he had a son oh, instead of a daughter. That was right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. He had a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's confusion in them there, Hills. <laughs> I see red skies above. Food for thought, y'all. Food for thought. Yeah. Over on Batwoman, they have cast uh, Red Alice, the uh, series villain, at least in the pilot episode. Yeah. Uh, now, in the comics... Red Alice was uh, Elizabeth Kane, and that was the presumed dead twin sister of Cat Kane. Mm-hmm. And um, she's basically like she kind of molds herself after Alice from Alice in Wonderland, and it's kind of like Batwoman's Joker, from what I understand. Yeah, I haven't read a lot of Batwoman. No, I'm neither. That's what I read too. Um, but they've they've cast her as Rachel Scarsden, which is I've never seen her in anything but. Birds of Prey, the CW series, <laughs> where she, as a you know teenager, played uh, Dinah Lance, mm-hmm. who was the daughter of the original Black Canary, uh, who was played by Lori Laughlin. So I'm guessing you don't have uh, a good right. feeling so far. Hmm? So I'm just guessing you don't have a good feeling about this? I don't know her. Like, I, I remember her as a kid, and as legacy uh, casting okay. at its finest, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, um... I mean that that version of Dinah from Birds of Prey certainly has a, its fans. Uh, if you dig deep enough on Tumblr, but um, yeah, I don't know her. I don't know her from anything. I don't. I haven't seen anything else she's ever been in. She was in Rain, Lost Girl, Imposters. I've never seen any of that. Mm, neither me. Have you? Um, do you have the feelings? Neither have me. Yeah, neither have me. <laughs> <laughs> do you have? The the feeling sometimes it's not so much stunt casting like legacy is still accurate with this theory but like stunt casting not so much as it is maybe there's a group of people who aren't familiar with the, the like the, the canon and the characters at all so they go uh-huh. back and and watch what they can of what has preexisted and and what would be kind of um, contributing to to the universe that they're about to try to work on and in doing so they find people that have already been kind of kind of involved. And go, wait, mm-hmm. what, what, what if we check out that person? And then it works out. I always just assumed it was one of those situations where, and I'm, y'all are going to think I'm a dick for saying this, ah. whereas, you know, someone's on the on the CW or WB, mm-hmm. you know, or UPN, and they're on a show, 
and then that show ends, and they go out in the world to make their fortune, mm-hmm. and then they fail. And then, yeah, yeah. And they wind up back at the WB offices going, you know, you got anything? You guys have anything else for me? And they're like, actually, we are casting for 13 new DC shows this week. <laughs> and I remember you were Jimmy Olsen's girlfriend in one episode of Smallville or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And and then they, like, I, I imagine, like, actors, like, sitting around shaking, waiting for scripts to be put in their hands. That's what I imagine. <laughs> There's also a version that I think of sometimes where... <laughs> It's it's a little bit the other way around. It's it's almost like like you made a deal with the devil with with WB or, or CW or whichever version, which is ultimately WB and CBS. But you made mm-hmm. a deal with one of these people, and you made a like I forget what they call them. Uh, maybe I remember it's, it's it's one of those deals where they've got you for a certain amount of properties almost. Like mm-hmm. they have you for this. Uh, we we have the right to recall you uh, a couple times if if we feel like you're right for something. Yeah. And people go out into the world and start a family and start enjoying themselves and retire somewhere into Montana and, and enjoy the hills. And then they get a fateful phone call one day. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to have you on the show. No, I don't want to go to Vancouver. <laughs> it's like Joker's favor. Yeah. How did you find me? I never lost you, Chad. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, it I does changed seem my like... number 17 times. Yeah, we knew about everyone. Yeah. If you listen to when these people leave these shows to go do Broadway or what have you, it seems like they go, oh well, because just like with Carlos Valdez talking about like they they're leaving the door open, most likely for yeah, him yeah. to come back. Yeah, he's he's vibe. You know, like you can't close the door up for vibe not to be <laughs> like right. There's no way. Like so, just like with Roy, you know, like he took off and then they're they're gonna whenever he's getting you know gets the feeling or whenever yeah. they get the feeling like hey man you want to show up yeah Stars be good line again and we're good yeah i'm over my divorce kind of let's do this yeah yeah um <laughs> i need to distract whatever it is poor guy i know i feel bad for that guy he's had a lot of crap go down in his life recently yeah it's been a long run i'm kind of hoping this cheered him up a little bit bear on some old friends yeah but yeah so i think i think uh, hopefully what it is is CW just provides that sort of environment where they, they feel like they're coming home and they feel like if like they can leave if they want and there's no like malice. They're not going to kill off the character and be like, and you're a piece of shit for leaving us. So we're going to kill off your character and you'll never come back. Yeah. When, hopefully uh, it's like a, you know, well, we've got an earth too. You want to come back? You can come back. What was Thea's name? Was it a uh, Willa Holland? Willa Holland? Willa. Willa. Willa Holland. Right. When she left, uh, all of the press involved, you distinctly got that feel that they were mm-hmm. they, they were just uh, grateful that she'd stuck around for so long and good luck. And if we see you again in the future, it'll be a good time, you know. Yeah. But I've also gotten the feeling, uh, listening to the, a lot of interviews with these people, um, just o- over time, that the CW is not what it once was as far as like borderline abusing the people they had in Vancouver. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Listen to like yeah. yeah did you Rosenbaum did, and Welling have some real horror stories? Yeah, did you hear that one? Like, all right, so he, Rosenbaum has that was the first one I listened to. Yeah, well, it's the first episode I think. It's uh, inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum, which is, is a fascinating thing because Rosenbaum's funny and he has some good guests. But mm-hmm. uh, they talk about it in a way that, like, he described Vancouver in a way that, like, 
Tom Welling was talking to somebody about Lucifer, and he he kept thinking, like when they said Vancouver for a second, uh, I think it was Lucifer. Anyway, he was talking to somebody, and like the moment they said Vancouver, he he said like I had like this shiver in my spine. And I thought that's that's how I feel about that's how I feel about food service. Like I've been damaged in a way <laughs> that I oh man I I don't I, it 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 really does it gets under my skin. It's um it's it's rough like it, I don't I don't know what would have to be at stake for me to go back I, I kind of like a, I feel like I made it out and I'm grateful and I don't ever want to do that again mm-hmm. and the uh like that's that's seriously what it reminded me of is like I'll have moments where something will happen like even a phone will ring or something and I'll like I'll have a little moment of just like my entire spinal tighten up like, mm-hmm. yeah that's how they feel about Vancouver isn't it yeah it was it was apparently it was rough though back in the day and they weren't completely taking care of everybody and supposedly it's a lot better now listen to everybody talk it seems a lot better now yeah this is is we can't do it justice here no no so anyway i I'll, I'll look forward to red alice and uh seeing what rachel scarson has to do and god help me i might try to watch birds of prey again i have it on dvd <laughs> it's on dc universe i mean it's been it's on dc universe yeah, yeah. Like, it's been a it's been a hot minute man it's been a long time like i watched that shit first run I, I didn't I didn't catch it at all. I did I watched the first maybe like ten minutes of it uh, a few months ago just for you know chits and giggles. And the the one thing that cracked me up was I was uh, I was watching like they have in the opening kind of montage for like the opening sequence for the series is like uh, a little bit of a back history of Gotham recently. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they do is they like they show a version of the Joker. And it's it's a it's a really just it's a super hacky version of the Joker. It looks like the mask with some extra makeup and mm-hmm. a purpler suit or like a purple suit. It's 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 rough. Maybe purpler suit. What is her? Yeah. suit was purple, wasn't it? With with Mark Hamill's voice. That was what. On top of it. That was what cracked me up though. Was like I heard the laugh of this guy the first time. I thought, well, at least the actor's got a good book. Oh, that's Mark Hamill in it. <laughs> Looked it mm-hmm. up and there it was. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes more sense. That's my only memory of it. That's the only thing I ever watched. I turned it off about eight. I don't know, eight or nine minutes in. Uh, there are elements of it that aren't bad. I have elements. I have no idea. All I know, and it's, I, I would find it dubious. All I know is it was canceled very quickly. I know mm-hmm. the era that very. it was running in. Yeah, it was airing after Smallville. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've only watched ten minutes of it, but I keep thinking, man, I feel like that'd be a chore to watch. Um, what was, one of the things that makes it worth it, if I remember correctly, is seeing some of these sets that appear again, like, like the Birds of Prey watchtower, and it was clearly like repurposed and made into like Chloe's watchtower on Smallville. That's funny. (laughs) And then was, I'm pretty sure where Sarah Lance and Sin were hiding out in Arrow. Nice. Like, it's just a big room with a big, like round clock face right and a couple of open windows <laughs> to jump out of an emergency yeah i'm pretty sure that was it but i'd have to go back and look at it i might be just remembering that completely wrong but i was right about luther manor at you least. were you were you were right about that being queen manor mm-hmm. anyway uh over to doom patrol they uh they came out with a new trailer for doom patrol and did you did you happen to see that i believe so they they had alan tudyk in yes. there yes i did i did alan tudyk playing mr nobody mm-hmm Oh, yes, please. Uh, yes. Yes, please. Yes. That was my overall take. Yes, please. Yes. Just everything. I mean, I'm Absolutely. already paying them, so it's 
It's not quite a fuck you, take my money, but might as well be. It is in spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's like, he's in constant shadow, except for just a little bit of his face, which is still in, in shadow. Mm-hmm. I'm digging their take. I was wondering how they were going to do Mr. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's, you know, uh, a few steps beyond a squiggle in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> um, we drew like the wavy lines above the smelly peanuts character. Mm-hmm. And gave him some dialogue. Yeah. I'm, I'm digging, I'm digging the aesthetic there. And I love Alan Tudyk. Um, he did. He says uh, he he compared his uh, take on Mister Nobody with his character with his character the Joker in the Harley Quinn animated series. Awesome. He says I wanted to make sure Mister Nobody wasn't the Joker because I'm also doing that for DC Universe. Uh, that comes out in October, so I was doing them at the same time, doing them concurrently because we're recording on them. I wanted to make them different as far as vocally, just specifically vocally, but it's in the character, it's in the writing. It really is there as far as his rises of humor, his sadistic side, his anger issues. It's just the self-awareness that starts it out right in the beginning. Um, And he says, I wasn't that good of a bad guy. I was a bad, bad guy. I want to be a better bad guy. So I met a Nazi, as one does. (laughs) It's like a quote from Mr. Nobody. (laughs) Oh. Beautiful. And in the comics, Mr. Nobody, he becomes a villain. He's exposed to these experiments from this former Nazi, and uh, he basically came out a living shadow. He can drain people's sanity. Um, a lot of that comes from Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol run. And um, Yeah, he's he seems to be the playbook. Mm-hmm. He also went on to talk about his, his turn as Hamill. Uh, not as Hamill, as, as Joker. And he said... <laughs> That's how ingrained it is for at, you. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, yep. I understand. Like, so much so that when I was watching The Last Jedi, I finally sat down and watched The Last Jedi this week. Yeah. And as I'm sitting there l- listening to Luke Skywalker talk, I'm like, I heard a little Joker in there. I, I did too. I got you. Um, so, by the way, screw screw all these angry fans. That was a fantastic movie. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what absolutely, the deal Absolutely wonderful. Maybe even my favorite Star Wars movie. I don't I don't know that I oh. will ever have a favorite, but I just, I just couldn't figure out what the... I didn't think I would, but that one wound up being it. So anyway, he, they were, people were asking about they were asking about his the differences between his Joker and Hamill's Joker. He says, "I don't know, I don't know." Uh, here's a funny story: Tony Hale plays uh, Doctor Psycho. Mm-hmm. He came in and I'd said hi, and he didn't. I don't know. I just finished recording, and he was coming in to record, and he was talking to the producer and saying, "Did you get Mark Hamill to do the Joker? Because if you didn't get him, it's gonna suck." <laughs> And I said, I'm doing the Joker. And Tony Hill says, oh, I'm just saying that because I did the Joker. And everybody said, you're not Mark Hamill. You suck. Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, He says, so knowing I can't be Mark Hamill, I haven't listened to Mark Hamill. I have heard him, but I didn't watch it, so I couldn't recreate it. It's different in the way that he can cuss, though. Having that in your ability and your Joker is fun. Yeah. It's is a very funny cartoon animated series. So I think the style of it lends itself to allowing more flexibility. I think I'm doing some of my voice and sometimes I'll hear it and then I'll watch the previews of it all. And it just sounds like me. I hope it's okay. I'm just hoping. (laughs) That poor guy. It's a complicated process. It is. But we've wanted to hear his version for so long. And I think for good reasons. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm down for it. I, I want to see what his take is. Yeah, I, I have faith in our instincts on this one. 
You know, I would have said that about Brent Spiner too. And then you look at Young Justice, which is like maybe the most disappointing thing ever on Young Justice is Brent Spiner's turn as the Joker. And you're just like, what the hell were you doing, buddy? See, I agree, but I I wouldn't have been behind you on the Brent Spiner thing. I mean, when you look back at his like his guest stints on Night Court and stuff, absolutely, I would have been like Spiner is master of disguise. Actually, he was in a (laughs) movie that awful Dana Carvey movie, Master of Disguise, wasn't he? (laughs) Why not? Um, but he wasn't playing anyone like Data or anyone, you know, he was very uppity rich person. But uh, right. anyway. Looking back on Young you Justice, never they should have done the monotone Joker with him. Just Hey, just do Data. Just do Data and we're going to put Joker on him. It's going to be fine. Mm. I don't know that was the right call either. I don't know, but it, either way, I think Cameron Monaghan would have beaten him now. So, oh well. Mm-hmm. So did you see that, that first, did you see that first look <laughs> at Pennyworth, at Alfred Pennyworth? I've seen a couple of shots, like a, a couple of steals. That's it. Yeah, like him in a suit. It's pretty much just him in an outfit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like very Bondish man. Yeah, very, yeah. very James Bondish. Very Bondish. I'm, and, and that's what they were going for. They've said that. Um, I'm actually getting more excited for this series. More and more excited. Like it was. It's funny. Like I was on Twitter and I saw um, Brent from Fans Without Borders saying like he just he can't get on board. He's just not interested at all. And he quoted a or he he shared a. Uh, an article that in this headline was um, something akin to Pennyworth will be fighting uh, Jack the Ripper's descendants. And that just made me even more excited. Like the more crazy this thing sounds, the more happy I get about it. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm still with him a little bit. I'm trying. I, you know, what? I'm not even trying. There's too much going on for me to try, but I'm, I, I kind of wish I'd seen more in the photo. For the photo, I mm-hmm. thought, well, okay, yeah, looks like a young, swaggery Alfred. Yeah, Danny Cannon says it's 20-something years before Gotham. It's a very different world. This is the DC version of 1960s London. He says, uh, the history is different by about 13 degrees. It's not the England we know. It looks and feels like it, but if you look a little closer, you're like, why is it like that? Why is that building there? What war is he talking about? Um, they've described it as unhinged and R-rated. Um, they're saying that Alfred is going to be going up against archety- uh, archetypal villains and classic villains of British literature, which could be a lot of fun. Sure. Um, it's going to be 10 episodes on epics. Um, they did say uh, Jack the Ripper is long dead by the time of the series, but he has descendants. I don't know why. I'm just really excited about it. It looks They've talked about going back and looking, looking at like... Uh, old Michael Caine movies and James Bond movies and kind of getting that aesthetic and that tone. And I, I don't know, it's just making me so happy. I don't, I've never thought I would want something like this, but the more they talk, the more it is just like scratching a niche. I didn't know I had, you know what I mean? Like, I get you. <laughs> it happens sometimes. Like I didn't think I want to do patrol. And now I'm watching the trailers to that thinking, Oh man, it's going to be a good day mm-hmm. Friday. But uh, this this one hadn't got me there yet. I'm not, and it, I don't. Fair enough. I don't mean anything against it, but I just not there yet. Don't, uh, Fair enough. Well, maybe you'll be on board with it. It has not put wind in my sails. They are making an animated film that is Batman versus the Ninja Turtles. I saw that. I saw that like just just before uh, we, we called to record. And they're doing it in they're doing it with the uh, the current incarnation on Nickelodeon, which our friend Brandon, who's a huge Ninja Turtle fan, he hates that version. Um, I haven't seen it, so I can't judge it. Mm-hmm. But um, the cast uh, is Troy Baker is playing both Batman and the Joker. Yeah, he can do that. No worries. He can do that. Absolutely. No worries. 
And and his Joker sounds like Hamill. So. Yeah, yeah, he just does a great Hamill impression, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was the Joker in um, what was it called? Suicide Squad, Arkham, something. Um, Arkham Escape. Assault on Assault Arkham. Assault on Arkham. There we go. Uh, so we have Darren Chris as Raphael, Kyle Mooney as Michelangelo, Baron Vaughn as uh, Donatello. Uh, Eric Bauza as Leonardo, Rachel Bloom, the hmm. the girl from Crazy Ex Girlfriend really? as Batgirl. How weird is that? Okay. Uh, Tom Kenny of Sp- SpongeBob SquarePants as Penguin. Tom Kenny of so many things. Uh, Tom Kenny of like a third of Futurama's background. I feel like everything we report on, it, we have to say D- John DiMaggio is in it. Oh, oh, John DiMaggio, and, and he is. Yeah. yeah, he's playing Mr. Freeze. Oh, Tara perfect. Strong. Tara Strong is going to be there as Harley That's and Poison cast. Ivy. That's a good legacy um, cast there. Who is this? Carlos Al Carlos Alas Rocky. He was the mustached guy oh. from Reno Nine One One. The guy who refused to take go. off the bulletproof vest. Also, gotcha. the uh, <laughs> the uh, what was the Taco Bell commercial with the Chihuahua? Oh, Yokira Taco Yo-Kira Bell. Yokira Taco Bell and um, Rocco's Modern Life. That was one of his main gigs Rocco's... too. Was he Rocco? He's Rocco. Nice. All right. Well, he's playing Bane. He's got some serious voice actor cred, Carlos. He's he's Bane. Oh, that's going to be good. Uh, and Cass Anvar as Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, you lost me. But the rest of the cast is good, so I trust you. Absolutely. And there's going to be an, a trans-dimensional encounter with Batman. And the Ninja Turtles are going to have to face the rogues gallery. I'm I'm excited about that. That sounds awesome. I mean, the, the actual comics, the IDW comics, mm-hmm. have been a lot of fun. Like, Christopher White bought me the, the first set, and... Uh, I, I was very grateful because I enjoyed the crap out of them. And then when the next round, they, they did basically round two of that. And I was like, yes, sign me the hell up, man. Put that, put that in the pool list. That's coming home with me. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoyed all of them. I enjoyed all of them very much. I don't completely understand the, the idea of like Batman versus them. But in the books that I have been reading with the, with that series, it's kind of how it starts. You know, the mm-hmm. unknown forces, they talk to each other. Yeah. Both kind of kind of strong for us. You know how it goes. Got to test each other, and the next thing you know, they're on the same team. Great, great yep. little sub story with Raphael. If they do it, it's, it was a lot of fun, man. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have last last week we talked about Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Mm-hmm. We have an, a release date, uh, March thirtieth on digital, four uh, K and Blu Ray combo, all that April sixteenth. So I'm excited about that because it it does look like it's going to be. Back to the Tim verse. We haven't gotten confirmation on that, but just visually looks like it. Yeah, I guess, uh, and it's got a lot of the people, same people back. You know, Conroy and uh, George Newbern. Right. Everybody's, you know. But you know, if it's if it's a pile of shit, I'll say it's not canon. Just like uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. I've just written <laughs> that one off. Mm-hmm. Just chucked it out the back door. Yep. All right. So we've got some feedback here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Hulsman over on Twitter. At the amazing Rye guy says, because of DC on screen, I'm now on board with the idea of Batflex stuntman Richard Citrone being the Batman in costume <laughs> in future Justice League movies with Kevin Conroy doing the voice acting. Yeah. You're welcome, Ryan. <laughs> we know visually that'll all connect, so yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, in response to, I guess, one of my comments from last week, uh, the fantabulous. Nerdy Tastic on Twitter says, "Creepy ass Kevin Spacey is redundant." Couldn't agree more. Agreed. <laughs> Brentac Prime, Brent over on Fans Without Borders. 
says everyone is pretending they aren't doing looking at doing a Superman movie. Didn't they offer it to Gunn? Would they have done uh, that if they weren't making it? Thanks, DC On Screen, for putting it that way. You are very welcome. Mm-hmm. I maintain that they are still looking at doing one. If it was off the table, it'd be off the table. Mm-hmm. Would not have been under consideration. Uh, DCU Fan Fam on Twitter says, I think the reason Ben hasn't come out and said I'm not Batman is because it doesn't have the same ring as I'm Batman. That's fair. <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> I hope that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I, last don't week you kind of want him to come about, out with a, mm-hmm. a with a giant exclamation? Like if he comes back for for something, like if, if he's confirmed in the next appearance for something, that's going to be an epic tweet, man. Yeah, Just, I mean, if he's back for for anything. It'll be like a San Diego Comic-Con kind of thing. I wanted to actually just post a, a panel from the Frank Miller that just, I'm the goddamn Batman. I could deal with that. Yeah, from All-Star. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what it's from. <laughs> hey, we said we'd start mentioning <laughs> where we got those from. You're right. All-Star, Batman, and Robin. It doesn't have a proper ending, but it's still a fantastic read. It's Yeah, it's a really fun one. Uh, last week we talked about, I, I jokingly said that... Uh, Ray on Fans Without Borders was like running Batman running into the uh, or Bruce Wayne running into the uh, into the smoke and BVS and I'm the frightened little girl who's pointing up at the building. Right. Um, Ray responded said there is a strong possibility possibility that I have actually run down that street in real life given that they used Detroit for Metropolis in that sequence. Yeah, that's that's nice. I, I had to fa- I had to I had to fan myself off, man. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> All right, we got a voicemail from uh, Bat Jordan Valdez, and we're going to play that right now. What's up, DC on screen? This is Bat Jordan Valdez calling in once again. Uh, yeah, I do go by uh, Bat Jordan now. I have not legally changed my name to that quite yet, but I will be doing so uh, very soon. I'm actually legally changing my name to Bat Jordan Kyle Wayne. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing that soon. I'm super excited about that. Uh, but anyway... Uh, I want to talk about something you talked about in your last episode. Uh, first of all, you brought up the idea that you didn't like the way um, Christopher Nolan ended Batman's story. And uh, I love Batman Beyond. I love The Dark Knight Returns. But I want Batman to be happy. I like, um, you know, I, I prefer for him to be happy because he's my favorite fictional character of all time. Catwoman's my second favorite fictional character of all time, and I want them to be happy together, uh, like what we see in uh, The Dark Knight Rises and like what Tom King has now given us in Batman Annual Number 2. Um, the way I see it is like this. Uh, that fateful night in Crime Alley, of course we know, uh, Bruce thought he could never be happy again. And so what did he do? Uh, instead of pursuing his own happiness, like you know most people do in life, in one way or another, they have everybody has their own way of doing it, but people pursue their own happiness, most people. And Bruce decides, okay, I can't ever be happy again, uh, but uh, I am going to pursue the happiness of others instead. I'm going to make sure that this tragedy doesn't happen to anybody else, so that other people uh, can be happy. Um, and, you know, Tom King, is something Tom King establishes, and Dave, you can now catch up on more of his run because the first 32 issues and also issue number 37 are on DC Universe now, along with my favorite animated series, The Batman, which also I'm super eager to hear your thoughts on both these things. Uh, the Batman is the show that truly made me the diehard Batman fan that I am today. In fact, it's also what got me reading my first comic book series, which was The Batman Strikes, which was the comic, tie-in comic. So The Batman is super near and dear to my heart to this day. It's my favorite animated series of all time. Super eager to hear thoughts about that and more of Tom King's Batman run. But anyway, 
One thing Tom King establishes is that Bruce attempted suicide in the aftermath of his parents' death, and then he stopped himself, and he realized he, 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 he essentially committed a metaphorical suicide, killing Bruce, dedicating himself only to Batman. And so it was only Batman that lived. But Selina shows him, as he tells her in Heart of Hush, uh, you were the first to touch my heart and remind me I still had one. Uh, and Paul Dini's masterpiece, uh, and, and Dustin Wen, uh, Heart of Hush, he tells her that. And uh, Selena shows Bruce that he can still be happy, that he can still live, and I adore them getting that happy ending together in The Dark Knight Rises and in Batman Annual Number 2. That is what I want for my two favorite fictional characters of all time. Batcat forever from the first kiss to the last. I'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye. I, I honestly think there is there is a if if I were I to ever have control of a Batman comic, mm-hmm. there is a very real possibility where where I given real total control that I would like forever separate Batman and Catwoman. If you <laughs> if somebody gave you the Dandadio role and a twelve year fifteen year guarantee, okay, first order mm-hmm. of business, those two are in different books from now on. Well, there, there is a, uh, I don't know, like, I have a sick need, like, left to my own devices, without any outside influence, I might have put Batman and Catwoman together in the end. I, uh, I do enjoy the idea of, of their union spawning the Huntress, etc. Yeah. But, um, there's also, like, a real, there, I have a real, uh, need to upset fan bases, I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like a truly uh, obstructionist instinct. I'm really just kidding, but yeah, I there is a there actually is a part of me that like really ships Batman and Wonder Woman. Like I was a real fan of that. I've never been able to get behind it. I'm not like I'm not. It's one of those I'm not averse to. I just eh, I gotta I can't I can't ship it in any capacity. But only like uh, Bat and Cat in the sense that. Uh, it's like anything else in the Bat Universe. You you give him just enough happiness to to be able to taste it, and like he's, he's it's 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 a Sisyphean tale for him. You get just mm-hmm. almost almost get it up the hill, and then strong wind, you know. Well, I do think that there is a way to. I think my biggest issue with with the like the Dark Knight Rises, for instance. Mm-hmm. I do believe that there is a way for Batman. I see for Batman to be happy with Catwoman. And still having them be Batman and Catwoman. Like, I don't feel like they will have true happiness without being Batman and Catwoman. Yeah. Because I think their mission is only part of it. Like, I feel like psychologically, they need the rush. Yeah. That's their purpose in life. Yeah. That's their passion. Um, yeah, I agree. To, 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 to have them retire because they found each other trivializes who they are, I feel like. Like, oh, we found a person to sit and watch TV and have tea with and look at Alfred <laughs> that we've been stalking for 20 hours. Right. Like, I think I think that trivializes uh, both characters. So I, I don't have any problem with, you know, Bruce and Selina being together and being Batman and Catwoman and, uh, you know, uh, well, well, you know, running around, you know, doing whatever they need to do and... Stopping criminals, and every once in a while, Batman has to turn around and tell Selina to put put the necklace back. Yeah, see, that they're funny. there for the Joker. They're, you hey, know. That that would essentially make for like a great Brave and the Bold run. Mm-hmm. Just every now and then, Selina, I heard that. What in your back pocket? I heard it. Put him back. 
What are you talking about? Put the necklace back. Mm-hmm. Or as it would really go down, they like they get back in the Batmobile, they're driving away. She goes to check her little satchel, and there's nothing in there. Mm-hmm. And she like, looks at him. Really? You can't let me have any fun? No. No. Yeah, I returned it. <laughs> Why, you took out that last guy, threw everything back it's with a tiny note saying, for sorry for disheveling things. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, th- I think there's a way to do that without completely gutting the character. But, you know, my, my, my big problem with... Uh, well, I don't feel like selena and bruce knew each other well enough in in dark knight rises anyway to uh a lot of, elicit that kind of behavior yeah there's a lot of problems with that but i also uh have lost my train of thought isn't that wonderful <laughs> i think this is what you were getting at i don't like the idea of them retiring from those characters because it was ultimately something they didn't want to do right and okay this is where this is where I fundamentally disagree with Christopher Nolan and his treatment of Batman. And I'm not saying it's invalid. It's valid. It's a take. And I respect it as a take. My problem with it, for me, personally, my bias is against the notion that Batman it's, Batman as a, a persona represents a crutch that Bruce Wayne must get over. Like, for me, and I would think Tom King would, uh, would agree with this. Yeah. Jordan. Bat Jordan. Sorry. <laughs> um, is that Batman? Uh, Batman is what happened after Bruce killed himself. Yes, Selena says, "Okay, yeah, she represents you know the his happiness that he can yeah. still find." And I think that there is a uh, to our favorite. There it's could the way be, Conroy played him. Bruce is the mask. Yes, Bruce is the mask. But at the same time, there is a kernel of Bruce within Batman, and it's important to 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 have that as well. You got to have a pilot, um, light, you know. Yeah, like, and I, I, that was that was something they did in the comics really well after the Bruce Wayne murderer storyline, where they had like a bit where Bruce Wayne breaks out of prison, and then he's just Batman, and he's like, Bruce Wayne can finally die now. Bruce Wayne was always the facade, blah 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 blah. I'm in charge now. Right. But then he he winds up going back to all right. I'm still Bruce, kind of. <laughs> like you need that yin and yang. You need the both sides of the coin to really work. And I, I think that's important. Every and now and then, you just need work. Alfred to bring you a sandwich. Yeah, and the thing that I really like about Bruce and Selina being together and Batman and Catwoman being married, whatever, etc., is that we finally put to rest all this horse shit about Batman and, and his romantic endeavors. Like, I don't need any more will they, won't they with Silver St. Cloud or with Talia or whoever. Like, that can we I, just... Yeah, that part I'd like to keep is that, no, this <laughs> is the love of his life. It may not ever work out, but we have we have the one. We know who, We know who his soulmate is. Mm-hmm. We can stop dicking around with these other things. But I think I do have, like, my own Dark Knight Returns inside of me. And I, if I ever get to write it, I think there is a, a real chance that he'll wind up with Wonder Woman at some point. Not saying he doesn't stay with Selena for a while or something doesn't happen, you know. Where I'm just saying I think I think Wonder Woman is the way to go with Bruce. Mm. It'd, be, it'd be a fun diversion. I don't think it, it wouldn't be where I'd keep it, but I'd, yeah, I could roll with it for a few issues. Can you imagine a whole race of Amazon a- Amazons trained by Batman? I mean, I can, but it would either be like super isolationist as they were before, or they would just destroy the rest of the world. <laughs> I don't know if there's an in-between. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun, though. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, Two things. One. Sure. Jordan, don't do it. Don't do don't, what? Don't do it. Don't Don't go to that judge. Don't change his name. Don't don't change that name. How come? Although I was mildly excited when I heard Kyle, because for a second I was like, "Oh, Kyle Rayner fan." Um, mm-hmm. I think that I think that might be his middle name. I'm not sure. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't don't do it. I mean, it'll be funny, but don't do it. It's like getting a tattoo on your cheek. Yeah, like, like you might as well crumple up your resume. I don't I don't think it would be bad if you know. I mean, look, man, you do whatever you want. I support you, but yeah, for sure. But um, beforehand, don't do it. I I might I might cut the bat off. I don't think I would I would have the guts to do it. Like maybe change the name to Wayne. That that's 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 solid. Smooth enough. Yeah, that's solid. But, but Wayne, you know, <laughs> create a name. Um, yeah, I can see that. But don't do it. Also, if you do it, damn it, man. <laughs> I gotta I admire. Support, it. I support your decision. Got it, Jordan. Admire. Bat Jordan. Sorry. Uh, also, one quick congratulations. Uh huh. To uh. Melissa Benoist and Chris Howard. Oh, yeah. Is that his name? That's his name, right? Monel. What? Monel. Chris Wood? Chris Wood? Yeah. That's it. Chris Wood. What did you say? I think I said Harwood. I was thinking... Uh, oh. What's his you're name? You're thinking about David Harwood. Yeah, I was. I was. Chris Wood. Good for those two. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I've got for it. So all you all you Monel Cara shippers can just rest you can, easy. You can have that, reality. Instead. Yeah. They're happy <laughs> IRL. The he can still breathe the same yeah. air here. Yeah. And he's not fine. married. I forgot about an entire season of Supergirl for a second. Right. <laughs> I was like, he can still breathe there. Oh, wait. He could. Anyway. He also, because the Legion. Oh, yeah. Good for them, though. You know. Absolutely. That was it. Happy yeah. for those guys, I guess. Oh, it's going to be some pretty babies. Maybe. You don't know. I don't. Odds are. Well, I mean, you know, we don't know that they're going to have kids either. We shouldn't. We shouldn't force them into anything. No, I, um, as the parent of a three and some change year old who cannot conceive of the idea of adding onto this equation right now, I completely agree with what you said. You know, as soon as you get married, everyone's like, when are you going to have a baby? Let's not, let's not contribute to that. I, I genuinely told somebody at work this earlier, because it was like a few, at least this was a few weeks ago too, and like, so, uh, when's the next one coming? I said, shut your whore mouth. <laughs> We are not even close to talking about that yet. That's fair. Yeah, I thought it was. All right, well, uh, you want to call it? Yeah, yeah, we'll call it. All right, guys, gals. In-betweens, boths. What have yous. All. Thank you so much. Thanks. Stop. Thank you so much for <laughs> listening to the show. We are DC On Screen. You can find us at dconscreen.com. Um, I tweet at David C. Robertson. Where do you, where, Duck Duck Goss, is that right? Is yeah, when I tweet? remember I have when I remember I have one. Yeah. Yeah. Jason's at Duck Duck Goss. And um gosh, we'll what what are we coming back for news or something else next week? I don't I don't know. Probably news. Yeah. Just a bit. No promises. <laughs> <laughs> if it gets slow or something, we might need just need to pull out a Justice League war or something. Yeah, I'm saying it'll be that or a review. So Yeah. We'll be back. Anyway, we'll be back. We love you. Thank you so much for all the feedback and uh, love to hear more from you. Hit us up anywhere you can. DC on DC on screen at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, DC on screen, Twitter, DC on screen, or you can or uh, you know message us as we said earlier on our own personal accounts. It doesn't matter. Just come, speak to us. Like Kurt said, man, come as you are, as you were. I swear it's the first thing I thought of. Right? Yeah. All right. Keep some DC on your screen, guys. Bye. Beautiful.
Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, the TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy and improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? This week at Target, fill their baskets with deals on top toys for Easter. Get $10 off your toy purchase when you spend 50 with Target Circle. Let the Easter ring begin. Hop in and load up on fun at Target today, where low prices and great deals make it easy to save. Restrictions apply. El nuevo crispy chicken sandwich de McDonald's es... Cruyente, tiernito, oh. Es pollo en la McDonald's. Un mordisco y... Wow. Es el nuevo crispy chicken sandwich. Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's. Pa -pa -pa -pa. En McDonald's participantes.